This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, June 21st, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week is in Nature Medicine, titled Brain Lesions Disrupting Addiction Mapped to a Common Human Brain Circuit. This study analyzed two cohorts of patients addicted to smoking at the time of focal brain damage, identifying locations with addiction remission. The study found that lesions that disrupted smoking addiction occurred in many different brain locations, but were characterized by a specific pattern of brain connectivity. This pattern involved positive connectivity to the dorsal cingulate, lateral prefrontal cortex, and insula. The study also found negative connectivity to the medial prefrontal cortex and the temporal cortex. These results were reproducible across independent lesion cohorts and were associated with reduced alcohol addiction risk. The results provide testable targets for therapeutic neuromodulation. Next, we have a study in JAMA Network Open titled Racial and Ethnic Disparities in Buprenorphine and Extended-Release Naltrexone-Filled Prescriptions During the COVID-19 Pandemic. This study used retail pharmacy claims from the Symphony Health database to calculate weekly rates of prescription refills. The study found that after the onset of the pandemic, weekly rates of buprenorphine prescription fills decreased significantly for Black, Hispanic, and Asian patients. No decrease was found for white patients. Our next story is in biological psychiatry and is titled Understanding Hyperkatifia to Inform Treatment for Alcohol Use Disorder. The term hyperkatifia describes the increased intensity of motivationally relevant negative emotional symptoms observed during withdrawal from alcohol and drugs. Individuals experiencing hyperkatifia are particularly vulnerable to relapse, as they may seek to temporarily alleviate negative affective symptoms. This article analyzes research on hyperkatifia in the context of alcohol use disorder, including translational and clinical studies that target represented neurocircuitry as well as translational therapeutic strategies to reduce drinking and relapse. A new study, Binge Drinking and Alcohol Problems Among Moderate Average Level Drinkers, is by the American Journal of Preventative Medicine. This observational study examined the role of binge drinking patterns in predicting alcohol problems among moderate drinkers. The study found that binge drinking in moderate drinkers was associated with close to a five-time increase in concurrent multiple alcohol problems and greater than two-time increase in multiple alcohol problems, prospectively, nine years later. These results support including moderate drinkers in public health efforts to reduce binge drinking. Next, a study in addiction science and clinical practice is titled Jail-Based Treatment for Opioid Use Disorder in the Era of Bail Reform. In this qualitative study, the authors interviewed staff at 11 county jails in New Jersey, asking about current practices regarding prescription of medication for opioid use disorder. While most staff members reported that prescriptions for methadone, buprenorphine, and injectable naltrexone were available, the ability to initiate medication was much lower, with the exception of naltrexone. The study also found significant variation in practice across jails. The study concludes that major barriers included limited resources in both jails and local communities. A new article in the New England Journal of Medicine is titled Research to Move Policy Using Evidence to Advance Health Equity for Substance Use Disorders. 
The article found that overdose deaths are rising faster in Black, Latinx, and American Indian and Alaska Native populations in comparison to those in white populations. The authors recommend telehealth models and mobile clinics to correct the lack of community-based clinicians in affected populations. The article also suggests that collaboration between the criminal justice system and treatment providers could improve access to care. The increase in diversity within the scientific workforce is another essential change. Our final article in the Annals of Internal Medicine is titled Cannabis-Based Products for Chronic Pain. The authors analyzed 18 randomized clinical trials and seven cohort studies to assess the effect of cannabis products on chronic primary neuropathic pain in the short term. Synthetic products with high THC to CBD ratios appear to have a moderate effect on pain, but they also displayed increased sedation and dizziness. Products with comparable THC to CBD ratios were associated with a small improvement in pain, but a large increased risk of sedation and nausea. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.